Good morning, everyone. Coming up 935 this morning, we're having an interesting conversation with the Speaker of the House in the Arizona State Legislature, Ben Toma. The expulsion of Liz Harris has made national news. It was on every national news site that I was on this morning doing show prep. And so this is a big story. When you expel a member of the legislature, when you are actually kind of going against the will of the voters, there better be a very good reason for it. And in this case, I will tell you that I think that there is a very good reason for it. Um, I think that what Liz Harris did crossed a major line and put the state legislature and put you, the voter, in a very precarious situation because she allowed testimony and still has not produced proof because the people that made the testimony won't give her the proof that any of that was true. She has got to safeguard that stuff. That's her job as a legislator. What you do as an activist and, you know, there's levels of what you're able to get away with and and activism, and I, which I appreciate, even if I disagree with people. It's one of the reasons why I've tried so hard to maintain a relationship, because I think it's important, too, with the people that disagree with me. Just because we disagree doesn't mean we have to despise each other, because there will be times when we are on the same side of an issue. But I want you to uh, to hear a little bit. I want you to hear Liz Harris as she left uh, the former representative as she left the House building yesterday. This is what Liz Harris said to the media when she was asked, and you'll hear a little bit of this. What she was asked about her fellow Republicans. What do you say to your fellow Republicans who voted to expel you? This was an example of how you need to toe the line. You need to toe the line. If you don't toe the line, this is what happens. Do you mind if I ask you that just one more time for me? We we talked to folks who say that this wasn't a surprise. Are you surprised by this decision? I would prefer not to get my license plate number. There you go. You open your door. Does this decision come as a surprise to you? So this is uh, when you hear that in the background, you could hear the people yelling. Now you don't have to deal with the vipers. And um, so these are people that are supporting Liz Harris in this. I, I imagine that those very people would be upset if someone accused them in an official capacity of exactly the same thing without an ounce of proof. There are people that were and, you know, wh- wh- I don't care what political party you're from. There are people that have been accused in an official hearing of the Arizona State Legislature of taking bribes from drug cartels. That is not a small issue. That is a huge issue. And so all of these people that think that Liz Harris should be defended, I believe that's going to be a shrinking group. I don't have any axe to grind with her. I've been very clear about this. I will always let you know my biases. I will tell you if I know somebody. Just for context, it's not name dropping, it's just context. I don't know Liz Harris. I I may have been in a room with her. I don't think I've ever spoken with her. Um, I don't know her. I have no axe to grind with her. But when you are elevated to a position of service in the state legislature, when your district has elected you to represent them and you walk in the door and you refuse to vote on anything until you get your way on one issue. You are already on borrowed time as far as the voters are concerned, or at least I think you would be. There are many people out there, many of them in your district, certainly many of them that are precinct committeemen in your party that agree with you. Which is one of the reasons why you were elected in your district. That doesn't mean everybody in your district thinks that you should not vote on anything until the election results are reversed. So she was already on thin ice, in my opinion, with voters. And then she pulls something like this. She knew this testimony was going to happen. At least she knew the basic facts of it. She allowed it to happen without any proof. She didn't uh, didn't tell leadership that it was going to happen. She made a mess. She made a mess.
And here's the problem. This is uh, in both political parties. This is a problem. When you say somebody in my party did something wrong, there is a huge chunk that takes that as you being a traitor. So right now, there are Republicans that are – and it doesn't matter. It's not Republican voters. These are people that are in the party. They are uh, precinct committeemen. They're elected officials within the party that are now going to try to get retribution against the Republicans that voted in favor of expulsion. This is where the problems within the parties lie. This is the get out of my party group. Most of them have done nothing except go to these meetings and scream and yell at people. They haven't really accomplished much. They haven't done anything, but they they have power within the party. And you have legislators that had to answer to it. Uh, Stan Barnes was talking about this, and I want you to hear Stan Barnes talking about the Republicans that made this decision. It is a courageous act by fellow Republicans to say enough is enough. We're not going to put up with this. We have found our boundary. We're going to get back to Republican principles and we're going to we're going to let go of this most extreme person, um, even an extreme person freshly elected by her own constituency on this topic. Now, see, here's the thing, um, in my opinion, her extremism, if it is extremism, is none of my business. She was elected by her constituents. She should represent them the way that she thinks is best. But when you refuse to do your job and then you allow testimony that compromises the state of Arizona, because I don't know if any of these people that were named and are accused are going to file lawsuits because this was admitted into the state record or if this is going to stop some of that from happening by saying this was a one off. I don't know the answer to that question. But we all were compromised when that testimony was allowed in as voters. Because if somebody sues, we pay to defend it with the state lawyers. We pay the price if there is some kind of a settlement or some kind of a judgment. But in the end, this is the part of it that makes me laugh, is that for the people out there, and I, I know that some of you roll your eyes when I say this because the only view of people that believe the election was stolen that you ever see are people that are irrational. The people that yell in the background, now you don't have to deal with the vipers. Of course, anybody that disagrees with you, anybody that doesn't agree with you on this issue is asleep, is a snoozer, is a viper, is all of these other things. Because I don't agree with you. They are all of a sudden the enemy. They're not just wrong. They're evil. They're part of the problem. They're corrupt. They're in on it. And so that's what you heard there. Liz Harris allowed testimony in a hearing that was damaging to her own cause. The people that should be the most upset with the former representative Liz Harris are the people that believe the election was stolen. Because she feeds the narrative that that is what everybody that believes the election was stolen is like. She feeds that narrative. And so do the people that are screaming there. Now you don't have to deal with the vipers. Now, which vipers are they exactly? The people that you've agreed with for decades that now say on this issue what Liz Harris did was wrong. They're now a viper. 
That's what you're up against. You want to know why good people don't run for office? It's not the horrible pay down at the legislature. It's not that at all. It's not horrible pay. It's this. Nobody wants to get involved in politics and hear that, especially from your own party. You've got to go to district meetings. You've got to go to county meetings. You've got to go to state meetings. You're involved with people in the party that will tell you how they're going to run you out of office because you didn't vote the way they wanted to or you voted against something they wanted you to vote for. It is it is absolutely ludicrous. And this is why good people say, forget it. I'm out. And I can tell you from personal experience. And I, I'm only telling this for context. Almost 20 years ago, in 2004, I was given an award by the then chairman of the Arizona Republican Party um, named Bob Fannin. Mr. Fannin gave me an award for being the Republican Party Volunteer of the Year for the state of Arizona. And I was just doing what I thought was the right thing to do. And I was invested in making sure that George W. Bush got reelected. I was a part of his volunteer on his campaign. And I did everything I could to further the conservative causes that I believed in. And I still try to do that. But that was in 2004. I was a precinct committeeman. I was the district secretary for a short time. And I left I left. I still vote. I'm a registered Republican, always will be. I want to get involved in helping causes and candidates I believe in. I'll always do that. But I do not want to be a part of the childish high school lunchroom game of that. And I'm someone that's already been invested for almost 20 years. Imagine newcomers that say, you know what? I want to do something. And this is the environment they walk into. Nobody wants to volunteer for that. Last thing I'll say on it before we jump to another topic, and remember at 935, Speaker of the House Ben Toma joins us. The process now is this. The district in which she represented will now get together, and all the precinct committeemen and elected officials within the party from that district will get together, and they will choose three people to replace Liz Harris. Those three people will be recommended to the County Board of Supervisors, and now they can choose one of those three, I believe, or they could reject those three and tell them to go back and choose three more. But that's how the process will be moving forward. Coming up in a moment, could your toilet water become your drinking water? We'll talk about it next. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. All right, I am going to try my best, my absolute best, to not go all 12-year-old boy with my humor on this one. I'm going to do my best to keep this professional, but I'm not making any promises. Um, you're going to hear a soundbite in a moment from Cynthia Campbell, Water Resources Management Advisor to the City of Phoenix. Now, Miss Campbell is probably a very uh, professional, well-versed woman when it comes to water and water treatment, but her choice of words in discussing this issue are really the problem here. And I mean this with all due respect. I hope she takes this in the fun way that I mean it. But she's talking about this uh, this possibility. The possibility of being able to treat wastewater to a degree that it's drinkable. 
Now, there may be a way, and you could probably have a ton of scientific studies that show that it is absolutely perfectly safe to drink, um, but I don't know that you're going to change the perception in people's minds that it comes from a wastewater treatment plant. Now, I worked in this industry for quite a while. I used to work on wastewater treatment plants, on well sites, on sewage lift stations. Yes, it is as gross as you would think, but very lucrative. Um, so I want you to he- I want you to hear Cynthia Campbell discussing the possibility that your toilet water could one day become your drinking water. And many people say, you know, advanced water purification, the, the water that you get out of the back end, is very, very similar to um, bottled water, especially in terms of its taste. Oh, no. Why would you do that? You know that today that there are people asking her why she would say that. When you are trying to convince people that drinking toilet water that's been purified to drinking water isn't bad. Why would you refer to it as water out of the back end? (laughs) I'm trying. I'm really trying to stay professional. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Um, And um, therein is the problem. It is the fact that no matter how much you purify it, no matter what you do to it, it is still going to be thought of as water out of the back end. Um, So uh, I'm trying my best not to say all of the things I'm thinking right now. But I worked in this industry. I worked out in the town of Maricopa had at the time. I don't know what how things have changed in other parts of the state in the last 10 or 12 years. But the town of Maricopa has a very – had at the time a very sophisticated water treatment plant. It was exceptional. And I remember working at that facility many, many times doing repairs and additions and things out there. And they had a process where – and I, I'm sorry for eating breakfast. I'm going to be as, as – you know, I will do my best with this. The waste comes into the water wastewater treatment plant, and there are motors that keep it moving so that it doesn't get septic. And what they do through stages is they separate the solids from the liquids. I know this is gross, but that's how it works. And on one end of the process, what ends up coming out is a solid that looks almost like um, – a grout or mortar for a, like a block wall and it comes out it is then taken to a, a, a it is then taken to a um some place where it is tossed where it's thrown away where it is where it's made safe it's rendered safe but on the other end where the liquids come out the water is extracted where it is just this like a almost a completely dry paste it's not a powder but it's just a paste as it comes out um, and then it is uh, treated and it is taken to some place you know whether it's it's some place to be dumped um but the water then it goes through multiple processes of treatment, including at the very end where it was hit with ultraviolet rays, where it is rendered safe and it is put out in ponds all over the town of Maricopa that are on golf courses and other places. And that water is then drawn to water golf courses and the city property. So it's actually reclaimed water. There were signs around not not to drink. Don't drink this water. It's reclaimed water. So they're now saying that there's going to be a, an additional steps to this. That will allow for um, water to be treated to such a degree 
that you um, you can drink this water. Now, I've worked in wastewater treatment plants, and there are tests that are required on drinking water as it's pulled out of the ground. And that drinking water is tested, and it's made sure that you don't have what you know levels of chemicals and things in it, uh, electrolytes and other things. And they treat it with parts per million sometimes of chlorine to make sure that that water is safe to drink. It's one of the reasons why sometimes the water does smell a little bit like chlorine in the valley, depending on where you live, because of the level of treatment that's necessary for the area that you live where they're getting your groundwater. I know I'm going way too deep into this, but it is a process to treat the water as minimally as possible to make it safe to drink from the faucet. Will you be able to convince citizens that wastewater can be extracted from a sewage treatment plant and put back into the faucets for people to drink? Or do you think that people will just forget it? Do you think that they know it's happening, but they're not going to think about it? I don't know if that's the case. To be very honest with you, here's someone I I worked in that business. I've actually worked at wastewater treatment plants. I've seen reclaimed water look pure. I mean, it looked like drinking water even though it was only to the level to be used to water grass and water places. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if I could get past it. I'll be honest. And if they're going to push this and they're going to make it so, I don't know what choice we'll have. But if you're going to go to this level, you're going to have to go the extra mile to convince people because this is going to be something that's going to be very difficult for people to get past. The idea that when you flush at some point, that water will be coming out of your faucet is not attractive. Even if you say it's safe, that doesn't mean people want it. Coming up in a moment, it's Gatos in our Big Q poll question of the day. We're going to get to it coming up here in just a couple of moments. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by Your Valley Toyota Dealers. Hey, good morning, Gatos. Ah, it's a beautiful Thursday morning. Yes, it is. Fantastic. How are you today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, we have one less legislator today. Yeah, I talked about that. I'm going to have the uh, the House Speaker is going to join me a little bit later on the show to talk about it. Yeah, so uh, it's my cue. I'll read it for you. Uh, The Republican-controlled Arizona House of Representatives expelled one of their own on Wednesday. So I ask, was booting the conspiracy theorist and now former Representative Liz Harris the right move? Well, the first time I ever really heard of her, she said, I will not vote on any bill until we redo the 2022 election. So, you know, right out of the gate, she's a conspiracy theorist, didn't like what happened in 2022, uh, and says we needed to redo it. And I was wondering, is that with you in it? Should we redo your your election, too? Do you want every (laughs) you won? Do do you want to redo it? Was there should your opponent have won? Uh, So that's the first kind of sniff I got of this new representative. And I was like, yeah, she's going to be trouble. She got me trouble. So, I mean, they booted her. I think they deserve. She deserved to get booted. What do you think? I do too. And and it's not because of her belief that the election was stolen. And I think that it was wrong for her. Everything you just said that she was going to do was wrong to do. Where she yeah. crossed the line in my mind was allowing testimony she knew was going to happen in an official capacity that made outrageous allegations without any basis in proof. What that does is it opens up the entire state of Arizona to lawsuits. It offers them yeah. up. It, all of these things can happen. If I was somebody, and it's I'm. Getting 
getting grief from people calling me a so-called Republican, which I love because because the thing is that I disagree with them. If they were someone, if one of these people were one of the people accused of taking bribes from a cartel, you might feel differently. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you're getting pushback from what some uh, MAGA yeah, people? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't saying... know who they are. They are people that believe. Well, it's just. Well, it might be true. Well, the fact of the matter is, the person that it made might the, be yeah, true. The person, well, for that, Pete's sake, the person that made the accusation refuses to produce any evidence, and you know as well as I do. When you go into an official capacity, like a joint yeah. hearing at the legislature, you don't testify to something that you can't back up with proof. Of course not. Right. I think as I wanted to know who was giving you uh, some grief. So it's people who think it might be true yeah. that Hobbs and some of these other Democrats and Republican legislators actually are taking bribes from the cartel. So, yeah, th- yeah I don't listen to those well, people. Well, I'm really sorry, is, is but I don't. It's on Twitter. So it'll be fun because you'll get to see <laughs> the fact that I like to respond <laughs> to people on Twitter. So jump yeah. on the Twitter account to uh, see my response coming soon. But, yeah, that's what's yeah. happening. And, and listen, I. I don't like to see anybody, even if I don't agree with them and if I think they're a bad legislator, the people voted for them. They deserve to stay in their position because I want the voters to have their voice. But in this case, I think it crossed over the line so far without any proof. I don't think they had any choice. No, I don't think they had any choice either. And again, yeah, you're voted in. I get it. I don't have to like where you stand, and I don't like where this Harris woman stands on just about everything. Uh, I'm just not a MAGA guy. I don't like MAGA stuff. I can deal with Republican stuff. I don't want to deal with MAGA stuff. And, uh, you know, but she did cross the line into, you know, to have someone speak there and say, yeah, everybody's on the take. Well, you know, who's the next person you're going to bring up on stage? And what are they going to say? So I'm glad she's gone. Let's get a better Republican in there, and and we'll see how that goes. All right, Gatos, it's good talking to you. All right, man. Thanks. That's Gatos, and the Big Q poll question today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. What we're going to do just after 9 a.m. is Fed economists are now predicting a recession. Are we there, and how bad will it get? We're going to talk about both of those coming up.